This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. We're going to shift our attention to headlines coming out from China. Our first one we've got China tightening its COVID 19 curbs for cities in the eastern part of the country to China hitting back at New Zealand's Jacinda Ardern's comments on them to Chinese Premier Xi Jinping coming out to defend China's style of ruling Hong Kong. So quite a few headlines we're looking at. Let's get some analysis on this from Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Good morning, Don. Let's start off with the COVID situation, right? We've got cities in eastern China tightening COVID-19 curbs over the weekend. We saw COVID clusters emerging, posing a threat to China's economic recovery because of the government's strict zero COVID policy. Now, what do we know so far about their efforts to tighten these COVID curbs in the eastern part of the country? Let's talk about the cities. Let's talk about the cases. And is it serious enough that such tightening needs to be done? I hate to ask this, but is this a wise decision? Hi, good morning. There have been a few flare-ups in other parts of China after Shanghai and Beijing. Anhui province in eastern China is the worst hit right now. There have been about a thousand or so cases since late last week, and a couple of counties there have been locked down because there is worry that the infections could spill into neighboring Jiangsu province, which is a vital region that contributes to a large part of China's economy because of its manufacturing strength. It already has, in fact. The manufacturing hub Wuxi in Jiangsu has quickly announced restrictions, such as ordering restaurants to stop offering dine-in service and shops underground to be closed, and also for people to work from home. It has also asked its residents not to travel out of the city. But if it does spread to more cities in the Jiangsu Delta region, which also includes Zhejiang province, bordering Anhui, then that could really have an impact on supply chains and also China's economic recovery. This is where they make everything from solar panels to iPhones to semiconductor chips. And Zhejiang is, of course, where Alibaba is headquartered. The total number of infections is still small. On Sunday, there were 460 cases reported in the country. But China has always had zero tolerance for COVID and would tamp down any infection. And with President Xi Jinping just last week saying that preventing a pandemic is more important than short-term economic gain, local governments will prioritize keeping the virus in check. Okay, Don, next issue we want to look at, China hitting back at New Zealand leader Jacinda Ardern's warning of China at the recent NATO summit. Let's get some details of this comments that were made by Ms. Ardern and why does China see the need to react to her comments? Obviously, this is going to affect the relationship. What are your thoughts on this? So Ms. Ardern had told the NATO summit in a speech that China has become more assertive in recent times and more willing to challenge international rules and norms, and that they should respond to that and speak out against human rights abuses and call for diplomatic engagement. And China has responded to those remarks by saying it has taken note of what the New Zealand Prime Minister has said, and that her speech included some misguided accusations against China, and that such comment is not helpful for building trust. 
Ms. Arden then repeated those comments about China's assertiveness in another speech in London last Friday, saying that there has been growing interest in the Pacific, which is in reference to China signing a security pact with the Solomon Islands in April, and that has, of course, worried Australia and New Zealand. New Zealand has always tried to maintain a cordial relationship with China, which is its biggest trading partner. But it is worried about China expanding its sphere of influence in the Pacific, especially its military footprint, and so has been more vocal in expressing those concerns. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us. And now back to our podcast episode. We're on the line this morning with Tan Don Wei, China bureau chief for the Straits Times. Just got a final issue to get through. Don, Chinese Premier Xi Jinping come out to defend China's one country, two systems model of ruling Hong Kong, saying that the country worked in protecting the city and must continue long term. By the way, he also claimed that true democracy began in Hong Kong 25 years ago when China assumed control. So it's been over two decades. But why is Mr. Xi still seeing the importance of defending China's rule with Hong Kong? We should be used to it by now. But what can we expect, you know, when it comes to China stepping up its integration of new Hong Kong in that sense? Hong Kong is at the halfway point of its autonomous status, which under the one country, two systems model, grants it certain freedoms and liberties for 50 years. But after the 2019 protests and riots in Hong Kong, China enacted a new national security law quickly, and that piece of legislation has been used to curb dissent, freedom of speech, and round up pro-democracy activists. Beijing also amended electoral rules so that only pre-screened candidates can run for office. All this has made critics point to the one country, two systems model as having failed. But at this milestone, 25 years on. And after the political turmoil of 2019 and 2020, President Xi has taken the opportunity to essentially try and reset things. He made the reassurance that the one country, two systems way of governance will continue because there is no reason to change it, and there is an even greater drive now to integrate Hong Kong economically with the mainland, such as through the Greater Bay Area ecosystem. And it is hoped that this integration will also help solve issues of job opportunities for the young people of Hong Kong, help solve some of the housing woes as well, and hopefully will also help instill a sense of national pride in them, because it is mostly the youth who were the driving force behind the 2019 protests. All right, thanks very much for that.、Uh, appreciate time as always. Been speaking with Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for the Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast Channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us.